A note about today's online format. The chat will remain open throughout the platform to allow remote input during the time those present in the hall are speaking to one another. Uh, I'll now read a few of the greetings uh, that uh, have come in, if I can. Yeah, I'm a bit overwhelmed by, ah, here we are. There are 13 messages. Lots of good mornings uh, from, uh, from Laura, from uh, Emma Claire, from Hannah, Cynthia Goodman. Um, oh, yeah, there's something, problems with the sound, but I'm sure that our team is fixing it. Uh, Laura wishes Cynthia a happy birthday. Uh, Which sorry? Which Laura? Oh, oh, okay. Which Laura? You know, this was when I first came to the country. This was a huge problem that I had. There were so many Johns and so many Lauras, and so many, you know, I found it difficult to work my way. But this is uh, Laura Desculio. Um, Andrea uh, says, uh, complains about the sound. I think it's fixed. Um, and uh, Robin says, good morning to everybody. So does Barbara. And that's it so far. It's good to connect and to share this time together. The opening words for this morning are from Felix Adler. There are two quotes, actually. The first one, may the humanity that is within every human being be held more and more precious and be regarded with ever-deepening reverence. And the second one, which I really like, the vice that underlies all vices is we are held cheaply by others, and far worse, that in our inmost soul we think cheaply of ourselves. Today's opening song is Rambles of Spring by Tommy Makem. This is the first of multiple opportunities that you will have to join us in song today, so please do. Uh, for purposes of this song, the word that's spelled M-Y is approximately pronounced meh.
Well, it was pretty stirring. Thank you, Chorus. Uh, each week, uh, we read our statement of purpose as a reminder of our shared values. If you are interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc forward slash read SOP. You can read it here in person or make a recording that will be including it, included in a future platform. Uh, strongly recommend this to people who want a short-term, quick contribution to make on a platform. It's, uh, it's, it's, I find it very affirming. Today's reader is Lindsay Luke. Uh, Lindsay is a long-term member. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, who currently lives in Boston. We're very pleased that she's here with us this morning and can read the statement in person. I'm such a long-term member that I was on the committee that helped write this. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> okay, to the microphone. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanist congregation, I'm not gonna be able to get through this, that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and for the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you so much, Lindsay. As uh, Lindsay lights our community candle, I inv invite those of us, uh, those of you, sorry, with uh, candles at home to light yours and for everyone to join in our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Thanks, Lindsay. Our senior leader, Casey uh, Slack, will now read this morning's story for all ages, which is Outside In by Deborah Underwood, illustrations by Cindy Darby. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for making the trek on this rainy spring morning. And thanks uh, especially to Karen Tafeldleka, who suggested this story as a possibility for this month and this platform. Once we were part of outside, and outside was part of us. There was nothing between us. Now, sometimes, even when we're outside, we're inside. We forget outside is there, so outside reminds us. With flashes at the window and slow magic tricks. It sends the sunsets and shadows inside to play. Outside sings to us with chirps and rustles and tip-taps on the roof. It beckons with smells, sun-baked, fresh, and mysterious. 
outside feeds us. Sun, rain, and seeds become warm bread and berries. Outside cuddled us, cuddles us in clothes, once puffs of cotton. It holds us in wooden chairs, once trees. We feel outside in the warm weight of our cats and the rough fur of our dogs. Outside shows us there is time to rest and a time to start fresh. Outside steals inside, a spider seeking shelter, a boxler bug in the bath, a tiny snail on kale. Oh, to be a tiny snail on kale. Even rivers come inside, cool water rushing, eager to return to the sea. I'm here, outside says. I miss you. Outside waits. And we answer. Thank you. Let's now enter into the centering time of our platform. Each week we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today I'm particularly mindful of the suffering people of the Ukraine and Sudan and all those innocent victims of war caused only too often by the insatiable egos of authoritarian leaders. As we listen to the chime, let's remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let's open our hearts to compassion for those who suffer. And let us commit ourselves to the work that calls for our love. I invite you now into a time of meditation, a time to be still and to reflect. Take a moment to make yourselves comfortable. Close your eyes if you want to or soften your gaze. Take a few deep energizing breaths. This is spring. What energies does this time of year embody for you? Breathe deeply in and out. Spring is about new beginnings, about rebirth. The bare branches of our past bear the promise of tomorrow. And in between is the moment of pure joy. Let's savor it. Breathe in 
and breathe out. Spring is a time of growth. Maybe we've all sat on a bunch of new ideas in the winter. Now is the time for them to burst forth into reality. We expand as we breathe, in and out. Spring is the time of creativity. What does my heart long to create or nurture this season? We continue our meditation in silence and the music that follows.
us are cupped inward, and some of us spread ourselves out wide. Some of us are old and dried and tougher than we appear. Some of us are still in bud. Some of us grow low on the ground, and some of us stretch towards the sun. Some of us feel like weeds sometimes. Some of us carry seeds sometimes. Some of us are prickly sometimes. Some of us smell, and all of us are beautiful. What a bouquet of people we are. Over now to our senior leader, Casey, for the platform. what you might call indoorsy. An only child exactly old enough to have grown up almost equally on the computer as on the television. Spent a lot of time alone in the basement at my parents' house or alone in the basement at my grandparents' house. Spent a lot of time literally inside the ground as it turns out. By myself without nature. My family has an annual tradition where we would camp out in my grandparents' backyard, and my parents are so indoorsy that they didn't even do that. We lived three houses away from my grandparents for most of my life, and late in the evening on those nights when we would camp in my grandparents' yard, my parents would announce, I'm going to go sleep in that big tent down the road, the one made out of bricks. And yet, outside speaks to me. Outside speaks to my life. And this spring of being in DC is reminding me a lot of what speaks to me in the turning of nature. In my life in California, I often had to seek out experiences that would remind me of the changing seasons because increasingly the seasons in California are simply on fire and not. And those happen somewhat randomly. I know Caitlin and I talk about how when they were a child in Oakland, there was still seasons. It would still come to rain in the winter, get colder, but by the time I moved there and we met nearly a decade ago, it barely rained in the winter. We would go whole years without me being able to notice in my body that seasons had changed. I remember that first fall in Berkeley, getting to December and realizing it was time to go see my family and realizing also that I had physically no knowledge of the passage of time. It felt like that one nice week in September, but it was December. I talk to you a lot about who I am as a person, my experiences, my family. I do that for a number of reasons, but one of them is that informed by womanist thinkers and theoethicists, I think that the particulars of who each of us are 
while not a universal experience, speak to something that's important. That there is some truth in each of us that matters and matters to share. Not that we need to be alike. In fact, we could never hope to all be alike. We should not hope to all be alike. But that the details about me speak to something that might rhyme in the details about you. That who I am and what my life has been might speak to something in who you are and what your life has been might help you feel more able, more supported, more ready to share about who you are and what life has been like for you. It is in that context that I am blending a West tradition with a UU tradition that is special to me in particular. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those traditions and why I've decided to do this. So West has this tradition of spring festival, which from the first time I heard about it, I loved. Spring festival, from what I have gathered, is about being in the rhythm of nature with life, about taking time to think about our soil and our blossoming and the beauty of each of us as an individual in community. When I read through scripts from previous spring festivals, I learned also that this is often a time when children are dedicated or named in community. And though uh, we have no brand new children this year, I think that that is a beautiful and important thing for a community to do. I look forward to a future in which we bring back some more of what spring festival has been and I, I want to continue the introduction of this other piece, which I know that Amanda and Lynn have both also brought into Spring Festival over their years here. So this other piece is a Unitarian Universalist tradition known as the flower ceremony. The flower ceremony is important to me not as Unitarian Universalists primarily, it's important to me as a person of Bohemian heritage primarily. My great-grandparents were immigrants from what was then Bohemia and is now part Czechia and part Slovakia. My great-grandparents are untraceable once you get back to Europe because they are from a country that no longer exists. That's records got misplaced along the way. One of those great-grandparents was a woman named Catherine Vec who would later be Catherine Kvashnika. If that name is familiar, that's because that's my and Caitlin's last name, too. Catherine Vec, later Catherine Kvashnika, left her home by herself in the late 1800s, crossed Europe, got on a boat in the Netherlands, came to the United States, and found herself living in community with other Eastern Europeans in Cleveland. I left home, too. In my biological family, my immediate family, people don't really leave. I mentioned earlier that when I was a kid, we lived about three houses away from my grandparents' house. 
My parents still live there, and my mom grew up in that house. The place I graduated from high school is the same place that most of my aunts and uncles graduated, well, all of them who graduated, graduated from. Most of my cousins graduated from there, too. Most of my biological family still lives in the space between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Making the decision to leave is unusual for us. So when I left, when I went on a journey that was about becoming more fully myself in a way that my home wouldn't let me be, I became really attached to Catherine Veck, later Gavashnika, and to my Bohemian heritage. The flower ceremony was developed by a Bohemian Unitarian, a man named Norbert Chopik, who had been a Baptist minister and then realized that that did not work for him, <laughs> came to the United States, got kicked out of a bunch of Christian denominations, and found himself with the Unitarians. He went back in the early 1930s to Bohemia, which was already consumed in other parts of Eastern Europe. Bohemia, which was under control by the Nazis. He created a new type of religious community. And here is part of why I think this goes with ethical culture, with our experience here, because he didn't create Unitarianism or Unitarian Universalism. He created his own community, where the point was that they were getting together and thinking and living and growing together. Not any shared theological belief, but the choice to be in community. They had simple services, which were mostly about someone speaking and people listening. They were actually so simple that they didn't even really like music, went maybe a little too far, in my opinion. But he came up with this ceremony. He was thinking, I have this community, and sure, we can like do these Christian things, but they're not ours. What if we did something that was ours? And he looked out at the field around where the building of their community was, and he saw all of these various wildflowers. And he said, that's it. That's us. A bunch of wildflowers. A group of us growing together. And he came up with a ceremony where everybody is invited to bring a flower. And then a service occurs, and at the end, everybody takes a flower that isn't the one that they brought. And the point, which is, I think, pretty obvious, but I'll underline it, the point is that our diversity, the ways in which we are different, is what makes us beautiful. The ways in which each of us bloom are what makes each of us and all of us something really special. And that part of what is special about our communities is that these are not all roses. These are not all sunflowers. These are not all anything. Some of them are traditional, beautiful flowers, tulips and mums, and others are a little weirder. 
and that that's important, that all of us being together matters. So when I read about Spring Festival and when I read through the scripts from previous years and realized, okay, putting on a play is not something that's gonna happen for me this April, I thought, I would love to introduce more about this ceremony and edit it for a West context. Not actually about Unitarian Universalism or actually even about ethical culture, but about Casey and Wes, about who I am and who you are and who we are growing to be together. So, if you have flowers that you have brought and they are not already up here, I'm gonna invite you now to bring them on up and see if you can find some space in our jars for them. And if you can't, I think laying them down will be okay because we're gonna pick them back up here in not very long. Folks online, you might take this moment to pull up a picture of a flower that you like that you could share in the chat or just to name a favorite flower that you have. And while we're getting these last beautiful additions, I'll mention that one of my favorite parts of the year is the Saturday or Sunday morning when I go to Trader Joe's with Caitlin and purchase as many flowers as I conceivably can to make sure that we are well rounded out here. It is incredibly fun for me to stand there and find flowers that make me think of my people. So I chose these little yellow balls and these purple thistle looking guys and some little spray roses, kind of a wide variety. Things I think are beautiful that remind me of the ways that we are beautiful together. We have up here spray roses, irises, freesia, ooh, Crespedia? That's the yellow round fuzzy ones. It's also written in gold ink. Thank you. Sea lavender, and I'm gonna put just a note on this, the sea lavender, which is the kind of bushy pink stuff back here with most of these yellows is not safe for pets. So do not take that home if there are animals in your house. There are golden jumbo mum balls, pinkish purple jumbo mum balls, uranium flowers, which are the spiky purple thistle guys. And then there's whatever you all brought. And that's one of the joys of community, too, is that I'll prepare, I'll bring some flowers, but you bring your flowers and yourselves, too, and that changes the arrangement. That changes me, it changes my plans, and we change each other back and forth. But most of what we're gonna do today is not actually listen to me talk. Most of what we're gonna do today is talk to each other, so let's get into that. I wanna start with thinking about soil. One thing I learned from my grandparents who were themselves quite outdoorsy and big time gardeners was about how much tending soil actually needs if you're gonna grow anything worthwhile. We all know, 
I assume from learning about the Dust Bowl, that if you plant the same thing over and over and over again and push the soil to grow the same thing over and over and over again, the soil is going to die. It will be leached of nutrients. There will be no ability for new things to grow. We know that monocultures are unhealthy, right? That if you have only one cultivar of banana, they can get a fungus that kills all of them, and then none of your bananas taste like your banana candy. That's what happened, by the way. It was one of the stories about why banana candy tastes nothing like bananas is that a previous cultivar of bananas tasted more like banana candy, and then it all got a fungus and died. Whether the piece about the candy is true or not, I do not know. The piece about the fungus is. If you have only one variety of anything, it is easy for all of it to die. If you do not take care of the soil, it is easy for all of it to die. So, as this season is turning, and boy, is it underway, I want to ask you to take a second to reflect with yourself or with someone nearby on what your soil needs and what our soil needs. I'm going to give you about four minutes to do that, and then I'll be back. <laughs>
come on back. We've got more reflecting to do. Thank you. I hope that you had some good conversations and some good thoughts about your soil. We're going to get into the blooming now. So I'm going to invite you up in sections to choose a flower. I want you to choose a flower based on, get a little wooey with me for a second, which one calls to you. If you are drawn to it, that's what that means. <laughs> if it's the flower you want, that's what that means. But maybe something that feels like where you're at in life right now, or that feels like, yeah, this is me as a flower. So I'm gonna start with our little section over here. I'm doing this in sections so that we're not all up here at the exact same moment. If there's someone sitting near you who doesn't move so well, or who you might wanna get a flower for, have a conversation with them about, hey, what, might, what flower might you want? And as you get your flowers, look around and see who else has chosen a flower like the one that you've chosen. That can be an identical flower, an identical bunch of flowers, though, of course, no flowers are identical to each other, or something in the same colorway, same shape, and when we get to our reflection period, I'm gonna ask that you find somebody with a flower like the one that you choose. So can the front half of this middle section come? So that's uh, Brian forward. Our folks on Zoom, now might be a good, good time to share pictures of flowers or um, what your favorite flowers are, a flower that feels like it represents you. That way you can participate too. And while these folks are wrapping up back half of this second area, come on up. We've got a few flowers over here to my right, your left as well, if you want one of those, if they're speaking to you. Folks on Zoom, uh, emojis are good. You also could share a link to a picture, though you can't put a picture directly in the chat, unfortunately. And 
as these folks are wrapping up this section over here. I think you can all come at once, not quite as dense over there. Remember there are some over here to my right, your left as well, if any of those are speaking to you. And as these folks wrap up, Chorus, your turn. And while the chorus chooses their flowers, start seeing if you see someone nearby or on the other side of the room who has a flower that looks like yours in some way. Maybe they're both yellow, maybe they're both pink, Maybe they're both a little different from your ordinary flower. Maybe they're both lilies. Who knows? Lots of options. you can find a group or just one other person, or if you don't want to, you don't have to do any of that, you are always welcome to say no. Once you find some folks to talk to, I have a couple more instructions. I know you love to talk to each other, but we do have to listen to me a little bit. Thank you. Once you find some folks to talk with, what I'd love for you to reflect on together is how it speaks to your own blooming and dreams of blooming. That question might also be, why'd you pick this one? How does that feel like you? Huh. So again, about four minutes, and folks on Zoom, please continue to have your lovely conversation, and I'll be right back.
I have one last reflection to ask you to do in a group so you don't have to get back to your seat. What I want you to do now is find somebody that has a flower that does not look like yours. We are more beautiful together, right? I picked this weird little yellow ball guy in part because I'm feeling a little sparse lately. Still bright and colorful and interesting, but maybe a little sparse. But also because this, to me, this is a flower that really needs a community. This is like a pretty good centerpiece, but it's not the whole thing. So find somebody with a flower different than yours. And I encourage you to remark on each other's flowers or on things you like about each other.
I hope that you have enjoyed the opportunity to think and talk about your soil and your blossoming and our collective bundle of flowers. When I designed these shirts in the fall, there was a little bit of a question mark for some people about why the flowers. I was on my way here the whole time. I was on my way to today to talking about the community as a bouquet, as a garden, as flowers that do not look alike, that do not live necessarily in identical ways, that have different needs and wants and talents and beauties collected together because when we are together we are more beautiful, we are more whole, we are more capable, we are a vision of what the world could be if only we would nurture one another. Our garden needs some tending right now. I think we're all aware of that. Our own personal gardens probably need quite a bit of attending to. Everybody's nervous system is so fried, still. We all need a chance to slow down, to get some nutrients in our systems. Sometimes I mean that literally. Drink water, eat some protein, have a vegetable. Our community needs nurturing. It needs us to volunteer. It needs us to give how we're able to. It needs us to maybe reimagine the shape of the garden. Our world desperately needs tending to as a garden because there are a lot of people out there picking out flowers that don't look right to them. Plucking from the ground as though we were weeds. Flowers that are a little strange. If I ever tell you that I think you're strange, it's a compliment, let me be clear. <laughs> Weird, strange, these are, these are compliments in Casey land. And one of the joys of watching you all interact is watching this group of beautiful, kind of strange people choosing to be together and being, <laughs> and being more alive for the decision to live together. That's what we do. That's why this is special. That's what matters about Sunday morning. That's what matters about congregational life. It's the best of what we were handed from all the various ancestors that we've got, and we've got a wide range of ancestors here. So, be a bouquet with me. Be a garden with me. Lift up your flowers. And let's just take a moment to dedicate ourselves to the nurturance, growth, and beauty of every single one of us. Those of us who are here, those who are far away, those who will never enter our doors for one reason or another. All people, all creatures deserve some time to bloom. You are a gift and it remains a gift to serve you. Happy spring.
So I spent a lot of time talking with Art, whom I have never spoken with much before in all the seven or eight years that I've been here, so thank you, Art. Uh, <clears throat> in a few moments, we will have our community sharing time when you can write into the chat or share in person about what resonated uh, with you in this platform. While we listen to today's musical response, you might prepare by reflecting on a personal experience or an activity at West that the platform brings to mind. The musical response is Dance of Spring by Laura Crowinham. You will shortly have your second opportunity for singing along, but first the chorus will uh, introduce the song and then I will be back on the mic to explain what happens next. your turn to join us. We are going to divide into two parts. Come on, folks. <laughs> Don't be shy. And we will sing the first verse together in unison. And from there, we will split into two. And this half of the room will continue as normally through, well, it's not abnormal, continue straight through going to the refrain and then to the second verse, the refrain, the third verse, and the refrain. 
The group over there will get ahead of us. They will jump straight from the first verse into the second verse, skipping the refrain. So when you uh, watch the screens overhead, you will see which words you should be singing based on which half of the room, which half of the slide you're looking at. It will make perfect sense, trust me. <laughs> um, we will not do harmonies on the verses. Anybody caught singing harmonies on the verses will be immediately inducted into the chorus. So this is the time when we add our own voices to this morning, sharing our reflections on the platform and what resonates with our personal experience. For our online participants, I invite you to share in the Zoom chat or in the comments if you're watching the recording later. If you're here in person, you can come to the microphone here on the uh, floor and share your brief comments. This is the Perry rule of two minutes um, so that others may also share. I'll start by reading some of the Zoom comments. And by the way, there are tons of Zoom comments. So I'll kind of pick a few, if I may. Uh, Hannah says, Hannah Uri says, we have a gardenia bush in the backyard of our last house that smells so lovely in bloom. Our next Nord neighbor said it always reminded him of his late mother who loved gardenias. After that, I'll leave a small, uh, vase of uh, cut flowers from it on his porch each year when it bloomed. It was such a nice connection with them. And this gives me a chance to correct my pronunciation. Laura de Schoolio says, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Laura, the same Laura, says, I am a museum person by heart who couldn't make a sustainable career in the field, so I switched to a paralegal career path, but my workplace has let me run wild with a side project, which I create created an online museum for our department. The most recent exhibit that I launched was a virtual botanic garden, including pictures of department members' plants at home and aspects of our organization's mission and history that relates to plants and environment. That's wonderful. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm skipping a few. Um, Okay. Brighton Dam, this is Barbara Nath Nathanson. Brighton Dam in Brookville, Maryland has a very large, beautiful azalea garden. Not sure if the rain has affected the flowers. I love going there. Uh, Laura again, uh, DeShulio says, so I actually have a flower name in mind, Calmia, because it's the closest crossed street to west. <laughs> So I'm looking for a girl cat. I know, I know, that's, a very, that's very gender normative. <laughs> okay, it's fun stuff. They, uh, the, the, uh, our uh, folks are having a lot of fun. Uh, Cynthia Goodman says, I really wish I could have been at West in person today to enjoy the flower sharing experience with the community. What a wonderful idea. Thank you, Casey. Uh, okay, so I'll switch now to our flower people in the room. Uh, Robin first. Hey y'all, I'm Robin. Uh, she, her pronouns. This is Calliope. Um, as of right now, she, her pronouns, but we'll, I mean, you know, we'll see. Um, no judgment either way. Uh, I also saw the headbands at the entrance. I thought everybody would wear them. I came in, found out I'm the only one. So, <laughs> hey, that's cool. Uh, join the party. Um, I just want to say, in all seriousness, uh, Casey, I really appreciated you taking us outside the box and doing something different for Spring Festival. Um, I don't want to upset the West powers that be, but I love that we have a tradition here at West. But I love that being a progressive community, that means progress, that means change, that means bringing in other ideas, other traditions, and doing something that another tradition maybe has done and working it into our own is why I'm here. I'm not here to be a stagnant person. I have growth to do. I'm deeply imperfect. And today just reminded me of um, how we don't always have the answers, and sometimes seeking it from the outside is the right way to go about it. So, thank you. Thank you, Casey, for bringing, oh, Julie, she, her, hers. Um, thank you for bringing the flower ceremony. That was really wonderful and, and beautiful, and I hope it becomes a tradition here. And uh, Caitlin, our, our shirt and hair match, so that's, that's pretty cool. I wanna stand next to you. Um, <laughs> oh, my mask. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Did you hear what I said? I thanked KC for the provocative platform and for bringing the flower ceremony here, which I thought was really beautiful. And I commented that Caitlin's hair and my shirt match, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I want to take a moment to thank Perry Bider. Um, who is leading the chorus right now and puts in a tremendous amount of work and elicits the best out of us. 
it's, we have fun on Wednesday nights, so please join us. And it's been great to sing in harmony with, with my friends over there. Um, I just want to, having been a 25-year member, 25 member of, of WES, I want to share, for those of you who are new, one of the early rituals of Spring Festival that I really loved. I don't know if it was any, in any of the scripts that you read, Casey. But um, Dom Montagna, who was the leader here for like 30 years uh, and, and eventually retired, um, he used to lead us in a ritual of spring cleaning where we would each get a card or a piece of paper and write down something, a weed in our lives that we wanted to remove and pull. And then he would walk around with a trash can and we would pitch our leaves and he would like try to catch them. And it was, it was really quite a spectacle and it was really fun. So I just wanted to share that story with everybody. Good morning, Adam, he, him, and this is Lily. She, her for right now, a um, little bit like the puppy. So I have very two short things. One starts sad, but is also happy. Um, my great aunt died today. Um, she was Lucille, Lucille Limehouse. She was my great uncle Richard's wife and it was a presence in Somerville Gardening in Somerville, South Carolina, where they have the Azalea Festival every single year and have had that my entire life, and which started a love affair of mine with flowers. I realize that may be a shock to some of you considering how often I talk about loving metal. But I used to work in a Charleston florist shop. I love flowers. The second is that as Casey mentioned, planting all sorts of things together. I very recently had the opportunity to get a bowl of flower seeds from a friend on Discord who was trying to get rid of hundreds of seed packets that she had stuffed in drawers over many years. And I asked her, how do you plant these? She said, I don't know, buddy. Put them in a bowl and stick them in the ground. <laughs> and so I did. I put them in a bowl, mixed them up real good, and I planted them in pots to see what would happen. And now they're green, they're shooting up, they're on their way to being flowers, and I have no idea what they're gonna look like, and it's gonna be great. And for the record, Lillian Rose was absolutely picked to be Lily Rose so that we could do the thing where she has lilies and roses. <laughs> Okay, let me just see if we have any more comments uh, on the uh, Zoom today. Sue Smith says, I loved hearing the harmony during the music. Thank you, Perry, and the chorus. Laura says, hi, Lily, uh, flower. Julie says, definitely worth, uh, sorry, no. Um, and and uh, yet again, uh, Laura DeShulia says, I'm very sorry for your loss to Adam. And uh, here we are. I think that covers the, uh, the comments. Thank you to all of you who shared your, sorry, excuse me. Come in, Lindsay, yours. Sorry. 
you know, we're an associate, a voluntary association, everybody's here by choice, and you end up getting to know people that you might not have known otherwise, you know? Uh, you might not have chosen to associate with them. So I've thought back over my many years of membership here about some of the strange people. I do like being considered one of the strange people. Thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, we had a very strange member for a while who was in my neighborhood, and I felt like, oh my God. And he turned out to be a really interesting person, and I'm really grateful for that experience to get to know somebody who I would not have voluntarily, voluntarily chosen to get to know. And he really added some thoughts to my life that I wouldn't have had otherwise, and it's just one of the nice benefits of being in, in community. So, thank you. Thanks, Lindsay. Just as we share our perspectives uh, in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts here at West. We split all undesignated gifts in the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. This month, we're sharing the plate with the Capoeira Spot, whose vision is to empower the DC community with Capoeira's art form of liberation. Capoeira is an Afro-Brazilian martial art created by African warriors who were enslaved in Brazil during colonial times, disguising their martial arts as a dance using music and samba. It was used to preserve the lives, culture, and traditions of African peoples in Brazil and wielded uh, to resist enslavement and later forms of anti-black oppression and has now taken root all over the world. Let's all take a moment to respond to the invitation with generosity. For those of us who are able to respond, we offer several options, as noted on the screen, I think. The number to give by text is 202-335-1885. You can also donate online via tiny.cc slash westgives, or by clicking on the Give uh, button on our website, ethicalsociety.org. You can place cash or a check in the basket at the back of the hall on your way out as well. And you can always send a check by mail. Thank you for your generosity. We'll now receive your gifts and the gift of music. In Time of Silver Rain by Langston Hughes with music by George Theophilus Walker.
Thank you so much to the many people who helped to create this morning's time together. Senior Leader Casey Slack uh, for leading a very memorable spring, spring celebration. Staff members, uh, Dara Miles, Robin Kravitz, Tamana Barangi, and Maceo Thomas. Music coordinator, Leah Morris, and of course our wonderful chorus. And our platform production team, the tech team members, slide artists, Zoom chat usher, and in-person greeters, whose names you'll see on the closing credits slide. At the conclusion of the platform, please join us for social hour, uh, either here or via Zoom. First, though, I want to mention a couple of things upcoming in the life of our community. Uh, remember first, the West at Work co-working space is available uh, in the social hall every weekday from 9 to 5. That's for people who are working remotely but would like a break from looking at the same four walls at home. Uh, if you're able to take a turn volunteering as a host, please see Thursday's news and notes for the link to the Sign Up Genius page. You can also sign up to host West at Work at uh, uh, www.signupgenius.com slash go slash, oh gosh, something else. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know, I, I can read it. <laughs> also, please remember to go to the, the members section uh, of uh, the West website to sign up to read the Statement of Purpose. This is close to my heart. Apart from leading the community and recommitting the underlying purpose of West, it's a great way of underlining these words for oneself as well as one reads them. That's it for my announcements today. As Oh, sorry, there's one more thing I wanted to mention. I don't know if uh, all of you saw the city paper uh, and the coverage uh, of the scout troop. Uh, I strongly recommend it. It's a coverage um, uh, which is really, really wonderful. It's a wonderful read, so I do recommend it. Thank you all for being part of Platform today, whether in person or via, via Zoom or watching later. I now invite you to join in singing our song of the month, prayer chant by Mark Miller.
Community, please send uh, an email to uh, our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. For those um, who wish to socialize online to reach virtual hour, just point your browser to tiny.cc forward slash West Coffee Hour. Now for our closing words, uh, let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, affirming the inherent worth of black life, resisting all operations, and transforming the world through our care. Again, thank you all for joining today's platform. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.